Oh yeah, y'all already know what the play is. This your boy Raphael, host of the Can You Blame Me podcast. Y'all check me out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google, Radio Public, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. But look, it ain't about me right now. It's about me showing my support to the Liquor Talk podcast. I see you doing your thing. Vic, keep it up, big dog. I'm enjoying the conversation. Y'all stay safe over there. And uh, just pop y'all a bottle, man. Enjoy the content. And just chill out while we quarantine, man. Shout out to y'all over there, man. I'm popping to rock right now. Let's get it. Can you blame me? Go on. Hello. Hey, that can you hear me? Crazy, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Don't tell me the coronavirus is attacking this app. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've never, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I've never had this really happening. Um, Neither. I've had some episodes where I've had I've had like three episodes. I guess something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Congratulations to my sister. She might be pregnant. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> right in the middle of I'm recording, I find out my sister's pregnant. <laughs> the Corona okay. quarantine baby. Oh, that's what it is. All right. I might have to edit this out. I don't know. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. For real now. Here we go. Look at talk. New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I am your man, B. Jones. And today I have a guest with me. So today's, tonight's episode is the exclusive series round. And joining me tonight, she is the host of the Woo Child Podcast. Woo Child. Alabama is Miss D. Marie. How you doing tonight? Good. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be on Look at Talk. And thank you for inviting me. <laughs> oh, oh, side note. I'm a- I'm, I'm going to have to get my sister back. <laughs> You say you gonna have to oh April Fools? Yes, yes! I'm gonna get Mariah. If you listen to this, I'm gonna punish you. Your brother is going to punish that you. That is hilarious. I forgot it was April Fools. My friend posted a Facebook post and was like, um, "April Fools, I'm pregnant," or she said, "I'm pregnant," um, but she's already pregnant, and everybody knows that. And she's the yeah. next month. So, oh well. That's congratulations to your friend, but. I thought for sure my sister may have got, got struck by the quarantine because she set it up so smoothly. She said, I haven't told anybody yet, but the reason I've been staying home from my job is because oh, I've wow. been, there's a chance I may be pregnant. And then, and then as right as I hit record, got you on, I see April Fool's. Man. <laughs> That is hilarious. I actually forgot it was April Fools. I did too. All this mess of coronavirus been going on. I, I literally <laughs> forgot it was April Fools. I wish this year was an April Fools. <laughs> Who you telling? I really wish this whole entire year was April Fools because Man. too much has been going on. We've been losing legends. Now this yes. shit has got everybody locked up in the damn house. Man. Pretty much. Man, Florida finally decided they wanted to do something about it. They finally gave the notice that everybody stay at home. But with as many cases as y'all have in Florida, I would I would hope so. I definitely would hope so. They would have they would have done that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, well, y'all lucky in Alabama they haven't been so many cases. So I guess And y'all... they're not right. It's only like six hundred now. 
um, which is a lot, but not compared, not even compared to what everybody else has gone on. So, for real, I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm grateful too. You know, I'm saying I'm truly grateful. Before we move on forward, I do gotta ask you something. Being you're from Alabama, what's it like to be? A black person out there because I know there are some very racist parts oh, and we've heard some cases yeah. about how and then I saw the story about the man that was innocent that proved he was innocent but yet the oh, governor yes. of Alabama would not grant grant him clemency. So first off, it's it's rocky and I say that because a person, a black female, um, I was approached a couple times, um, by the other race white to date but like people there's people in Alabama who are um who are black and white they're couples or whatever interracial couples but it's really hard to do that in Alabama because you get the stares you'll get the what who does she think she is type thing so as far as like dating another race that's hard but as far as um everything else we see like when we drive down the street we see confederate flags like in some people's yards like we see um i know one time we we're going out to scottsboro which first off sounds country as hell but, uh, <laughs> but yeah that does there's like communities like with like all the flags and stuff so when we drive to atlanta we try to go a different route because when you go the mountains way that's where all like all those people are at so it's it's difficult <laughs> but it's not as what people think it is as much like i had a friend who thought they never been to alabama in their life especially huntsville so i'm from huntsville alabama and um they thought we were just cows and you know plantations and fields and, and that where one of the space centers are <laughs> i think yeah like we're actually a real high tech technology city so the space and rocket center so hey, I, 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 I paid attention in fifth grade, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we actually have like arsenals, like military based out here that go so far that we can only imagine. So, I mean, it's it's pros and cons. So it's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So another question I have for you about Alabama, you know, I got to ask it. Roll, roll Tide or Roll ah. Eagle? <laughs> roll Tide all day. Roll Tide till I die. <laughs> like, is it, is so it really we, that serious like the documentary yes, says it is? Yes. What you see is how serious it is. Like, that's real life. Real life. Like, so would you ever date somebody that was Auburn fan? Because they, I show, I've seen the married couples. I was like, how did they do it? Um, actually, one of my in-laws, there. Um, one is a Rose Hot fan, one is a War Eagle fan. The house, as far as the games are concerned, like when they're playing against each other, it can get a little crazy. Like I will say that, like people getting mad, people not talking to each other, type thing. But for me personally, I don't, I don't mind as much because it is what it is. But I would rather he be Rose Hot. I hope y'all not really fighting each other and stuff and busting co- windows and stuff. I'll, yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of the crazy things y'all be doing, and then they then got that one man that poisoned the damn trees in Auburn. I'm exactly like, really? in his belly already. <laughs> yes, it's that serious. Because one time I went to I actually went to a game before we tailgate outside of there and it was crazy they lost so it was it was wild Which when they year, lose, oof, we 
child. When they <laughs> lose, they get pissed. So, so is it both sides that get pissed, or one side gets more pissed than the other side? Um. Well, War Eagle, they always think that we cheat when we play, but I mean, losers are gonna say that. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But as far as Bama, we know we're just gonna come back with the comeback. So we know we're good. We know we're winners. So it is. It's whatever. And that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, you are listening to Look and Talk, the podcast. And tonight it is the exclusive round. I got the host of the Woo Child podcast on with me. So yeah. let's go ahead and get to your podcast. Tell me more a little bit about it. So my podcast is basically just about mental health, um, self-confidence, and as well as like being a girl boss, trying to... Uh, maintain your mental health so i have Wu Child podcast and then i also have a clothing boutique called mother couture so i've noticed that a lot of us don't have the platform as far as like and i have some guys on there too so you know <laughs> <laughs> but um we don't really have a platform for women who are who have a business but they're also struggling with mental health so it really was them from like in 2018 my father passed the day after my birthday and then I was engaged and then six months before my wedding and six months after my dad passed um the engagement ended so like mentally I was really like struggling to where I was wanting to commit suicide all I did was cry I mean to the point where if your boss has to tell you to go home because you're crying too much then that's a problem but I've always struggled with mental health but I never really took it seriously until 2018 so then one day I just picked up the phone I didn't start the podcast initially but one day I just picked up the phone and started talking to my Facebook and that's how Monday motivational starts to become because I always record on Facebook on Mondays and then one day I was just like well let me start a podcast and then from there it just took off wow interesting so, and also, I got to say, my heart really goes out to you, because how the hell you survived 2018? That was okay. crazy. Okay, exactly. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was a lot to where people were taking it personal. I had one friend who just really didn't understand where I was coming from. So, I mean, anybody who's been through trauma like that, they'll shut down completely. And that's what I did. And so I had some friends come and go because of what I was going through. But I feel like the ones who really sticked it out for me are really my true friends. So, Yeah, that's, de- that's definitely what they say about true friends. The real ones are going to stand by you and help pick you up when you go through time mm-hmm. of struggle. So what motivated yes. you to um to power through your the time of struggle? Because that is very traumatic, you know. So. Yeah. So actually, when I was in the midst of like wanting to commit suicide, I kept thinking about my mom and how she just lost her husband and I was just like man I don't want her to lose a daughter and a husband six months apart you know so then um I don't know if you're religious or anything like that but I know like I kept praying and I would pray and cry pray and cry like literally that's all I would do like I never really when I would come home from work I would lay in my bed cry pray go to sleep and it was like that for at least four months and so I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I need help. And I just realized that I really do need help. And I think like I realized I needed help the second month 
So I started going to counseling and because I was suicidal, I had to go to a psychiatrist as well, who I still see like for weekly, like yearly appointments. But I ended up just going to counseling and just really trying to take a hold of my mental health because I knew that someone else can benefit from my story, if not me. Wow, that is real. And how did that all culminate into you doing your podcast? Yeah, so like, it's crazy because I wasn't motivated at all, but I knew that I wanted to motivate somebody else in the midst of my storm, in the midst of my pain. And so like one day I was at work, I used to work at a bank and I was just sitting out there and my ex had called me and I was just so fed up. And I was just like, you know what? I feel like somebody else out there needs to be motivated. And so I would speak through, I would speak through on Facebook and I was just like, even though people were, could see the pain in my eyes. Well, some people didn't know I was going through, which it, it was whatever. But when I started the podcast, they found out. But then I just started talking and people started like saying, thank you so much. I needed that. And, for, and that was my therapy, like helping other people is what really got me through my hard times. Wow, that that's very deep right there. And that shows you're a bigger person to even want to have the heart to want to help somebody. Right. Even though you're going through your struggle, that is that's that's mm-hmm. powerful, ladies yes. and gentlemen. If you don't know by now, this is look and talk where we have the deep conversations. Wow, that is so very powerful. So yeah. how how has your message? What how has your message helped somebody else that you can think of? Um. So actually, I can give a scenario. Rec- well, I have two actually. So one day I went to actually in January this year. I went to a vision board party and this lady was sitting next to me, you know, we were introducing ourselves and um, I was already being promoted for Muffa Couture, but not really much for Wuchow podcast, but on my business card, it has both. So we're in- introducing ourselves and everything like that. And then uh, I passed out my business card to everybody. And then one lady, when she introduced herself, she basically was saying like, she was going through a lot, her and her husband, and she would turn to other things to help her motivate her. And so I ended up giving everybody my business card. And then she looked at me and she was like, Woo Child Podcast? And I didn't know anybody knew me in my city. I don't even, I didn't even know people knew me like that. You know, I just tried to really be like motivational for other people as well as for myself. And she was like, oh my goodness, like, you have no idea like how many dark nights I've had and you really helped me and your posts are always so inspirational. She was like, I feel like I met a celebrity. She was like, thank you so much. Please don't stop. You know, and I didn't really know how much of an impact because, you know, when people comment on your stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, but to actually be in the flesh of someone that you've actually helped, it was it was amazing. Like it was definitely, definitely amazing. And um, actually, this past weekend, I helped someone, someone as well. And they were just, like, really thankful as far as I raised money for them because they were laid off from the coronavirus. And it's crazy because when I ended up raising the money, we raised $700 for her. And after I raised it, she was just like, how could you give to someone even in the midst of your storm, like, with everything you've been through? And I understood that that's my passion, like, helping others even though 
you know, even though I'm in the midst of my storm, so. Hey, that's real. <clears throat> that's definitely real. You know you're a real person and want to help somebody. Even though you're going through crap, you still helping right. other people. That's that's so real, you know what I'm saying? And my side, mm-hmm. I definitely commend you on that. So thank you. Uh, so so far of all the episodes you've done so far, what would you say? You look back and you say that this one was the episode that we really came 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 up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like episode one through six, but really, really, the main episode was my very very first episode. It was called "Let It Go, Sis." I, first off, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was just talking. Like, I didn't really have, like, an intro. I didn't have an outro. I didn't really have anything. I was just talking through my pain. And, but then when I listen back to it now, and it's crazy because that's the one that has, like, the most views. And obviously, people just want to hear your story. But people still go back to that um, episode, and they're like, Mandy, you've come so far as far as like the title of the episode was called let it go sis and that's when i just gave the tea about everything it wasn't tea but it was tea because people thought i was still engaged you know about to get married and stuff nobody knew like what i was going through until i actually said it and i didn't know way to put my um my fiance or anything down but just telling my version of my side as far as like even beyond my dad passing and beyond my relationship, just the trauma that I've been through, because I was raped before and all the other relationships I've been through. And this was my, I had found my voice on Let It Go, Sis. So, wow. Now, getting back to that trauma, uh, first of all, I'm, I want that, I do got to say, I'm so sorry you dealt that. My heart really goes oh, out to you because it's like, that's, that's very, a lot of trauma to where, most other women that I know, well, they probably have taken their life. So I know you are one yeah. very strong individual. That's what it tells me. Thank you. But how did how did you find strength from that trauma? So it's crazy. I was actually just talking to my mom about this in the midst before I had found my voice in 2018. Um, I didn't. I brushed trauma off like it was nothing. You know, I didn't really like even after I was raped. You know, I cried about it and everything like that. Like, my parents just had found out. Well, my dad, I never told my dad. So he died not knowing. But, like, the year after my dad had passed, 2019, I ended up telling my mom. But that was, like, at this point, it was eight years. And so I just really held on to that to that trauma. And I never would express it. I would just hold it deep inside. And that's how I knew, like, in 2018, it wasn't just about my dad passing or my fiance. It was everything that I had built up and just was about to explode. Damn. It, it, they, I feel like 2018 was really rough for everybody, but damn. It, yeah. I, it, just, it makes me, it really does confirm to me that it ain't just you going through a lot of shit. Cause sometimes mm. us as people, we so, so just focus on all the bullshit we going through. We don't realize. Somebody else really got it worse than us, so yeah, we had better be grateful yes. from that, you know what I'm saying, and it's like Definitely. so what do you tell people to help them get over their trauma, no matter what it is? Well, first, I tell them that it's okay not to be okay, and I feel like we don't really see that a lot, you know it's 
it's good and said like oh you'll be okay you'll be okay but for someone to actually tell you like it's okay that you're not okay and that you're able to you know live through that but also to seek counseling I used to play with counseling like after I was raped I went to one or two sessions and I was like oh I'm fixed and then moved on to the next the next guy or whatever whatever and so um I definitely tell people to seek counseling like people like counseling really did save my life not only of course God but like counseling I still go to counseling like I go to counseling every month before, like when everything was happening, I went to counseling every week because that's how serious it was for me. But I tell them it's okay not to be okay to seek counseling and to find someone to confide in. And that's what I tell my followers all the time. Like, if you need me, let me know because I'm not like, I don't have all the answers, but going based off what I've been through, I know that we can talk this thing out. Hey, that's that's so real, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you might not even need to go to counseling. And I do, speaking of which, I do got to say shout out to all my followers that do check in with me. Because sometimes on my personal page, I can get a little mad about some things. And I have one or two of them <laughs> check out with me to make sure everything's all right. I do yeah, say shout yeah. out to them for checking in, you know what I'm saying? And also, if you got somebody that checks in with you, tell them you appreciate them. Because we yes. need that nowadays. Because... The world is yes. crazy out there, especially for those who can't really afford to go see a counselor. But I will say I do agree with you on going to counseling. And eventually, I'm going to get back to going to one because I do want to say shout out to my old counselor because during my college days, he was definitely a big help and really guided me about manhood and stuff. He really was getting on my ass about yeah. stuff. And he really was checking me and holding me accountable. So I do give yeah. him his... Um, his um his due. So any if anybody at FAMU is listening to this, go to Sunshine Manor. And if you're a current student, you get twelve free sessions. So and twelve free sessions are is that's the whole semester. So yeah. So yeah, so you good. Yeah, so that's you that. can basically if you're a FAMU student or any other college, I'm pretty sure all the other colleges they have little programs like that. But why? But um. This is a look at talk, y'all. Let me get my thoughts together. So why do you feel like not enough people take mental health seriously? Um, Because it's not talked about as much. Like, now people are more open about it, but we don't, we don't sit down and get to the past trauma. You know, we don't sit down and it's like, like, for instance, now, like, when I'm talking to my friends, I ask them, like, hey, are you in a, a mental place right now for me to talk to you about this? Because I respect it now as far as, like, because sometimes when people talk to me and I'm not in the mental space and it's going to, if I feel like it's going to weigh me down, I'll just be like, hey, like, can we talk about this in a little bit? I'm just not in the mental space right now. And I feel like if we all get to that point, we'll be able, we'll, we'll be able to respect mental health. But I also feel like mental health is not a thing in, for, for men, and that's why now with my fiance, him going to counseling now and stuff like that, I tried to talk him into like creating like a little men's group because you don't really see a lot of mental health men talking about that. Like people, men talk about mental health. Yeah. I, unless they're a celebrity. Yeah. Honestly, the reason us men who aren't celebrities don't talk about it is because we're always were trained up and groomed to where we got to be the man, don't show feelings. It's feminine to show feelings. And then some of us that do show feelings, we get women that will like to use it against us in an argument or attack us for it on social mm-hmm. media, which is sad. 
Right. And that's why I feel like society needs to be more open to men talking about their mental health because y'all go through a lot of shit too. Like, and for it to not be talked about, that's why I'm not saying like, as far as my relationship, that's why our relationship had failed where it was because um, general, I'm mean, not general, um, generational curses and um, things that just were never talked about. And when you just brush things off, men always brush things off. Well, some of them, because they if it's not that big of a deal, you just brush it off. But some of those things need to be addressed and talked about. Even if you just, even if it's not counseling, just going to maybe have an accountability partner, like having a homeboy, like talking about stuff. But because that's not cool or or whatever the case is, then it's just not it. But my boyfriend, my, my fiance now, he goes to counseling. We go to counseling every month, and then we go to counseling every month together as well. So, getting now getting to that part. Now, how has going to counseling helped um, bring y'all together? Because sometimes oh my- counseling, some people see counseling as just taking shots at each other. Okay, so yes. Yeah. So, our other counselor that we had, um, when we were doing premarital counseling, so first off, the guy who I was supposed to marry in 2018, that's my current fiance now. We worked things out. And because of that, we went to counseling. But prior to when we were going to counseling before, I really do feel like you have to find the right counselor because the right counselor will, won't, it won't happen all the bickering and stuff like that. But you also have to want to work it out. Like all those bickering and stuff like that, it's a tick for tack. But once you come to understand that it's not a tick for tack and maybe we're both dealing with something that needs to be talked about, then you'll have a more understanding of your partner. And when you actually really, really get to know your partner, it becomes more of an intimacy thing without, you know, sex or anything. It's like you really getting to know the person for themselves and like really deep diving into what was your trauma like? You know, because we had kind of similar traumas not as far as rape and everything but as far as like daddy issues and and um we never really had a complete role model for a healthy relationship so going in seeing all that I even told my mom this morning like before I don't think I knew how to be happy and because of that I I couldn't transfer that to my partner but now that I've known that and because all all I knew was trauma my my parents my exes my the rape situation everything like that I only knew trauma I never knew how to not have trauma in my life but so now I'm in a place in my life where there is no trauma and it's weird because it's uncomfortable like that doesn't even really make sense but because someone has been through so much trauma you you're trying to live a life that you've never lived before now trauma free so do you feel like that's a tough adjustment for you living a life that's trauma free definitely because and i say definitely only because of the timing that it it happens like for instance like a couple weeks ago i had like a little meltdown if you will say but in march was my about my father's passing then it was like all this coronavirus stuff then i have i have crohn's disease so my low immune system if i get coronavirus i don't know the outcome of me so it was just so much going on in the month of march to where i was just like oh shoot you know (laughs) like what's going on here i feel unbalanced to where after i went to my counseling session last friday Everything starts to come together. So now she was just saying, going forward, I just need to set up those times for myself so that I can be okay. 
you know, taking off social media or or doing things that you normally like, like self-care type things. So it's just like I have to nurture myself more in March because it's it's tough for me. But now since it was tough for the world, it was a little bit harder. So you think so you think it was harder for, to, for yourself to nurture yourself during the month of March because of everything going on in the world with the coronavirus and stuff? Well, and then, yeah, but March is always always tough for me, period, because of my dad's passing. Oh, wow. So because of everything happening at fast pace in March, like, it was just like, oh, shoot, like, what the like, what is going on here? So I already was dealing with that and everything like that. So it was tough. And I'm an emotional person, not as far as, like, crying and stuff. But if you come to me and say, like, hey, I really need your help, I'm going to be in tune with you if, if like somebody passed your family member I would be sad too like I'm very in touch with people but because everything was going on it was just hard for me and I didn't know how to adapt to it because I haven't had anything like that since 2018 because when um, my dad passed everything started to get crazy as far as my relationship and everything like that so it felt like a mirror image of 2018. Wow, that's real. That's crazy. It feels like a mirror image of 2018. Uh, we're just going to hope 2020 changes so that way it's not a mirror image yes. of 2018. Cause, <laughs> oh, definitely. Because 2018 yes. just had everybody saying, Wu child. <laughs> it was <laughs> rough on everybody. It really was. But since today is April 1st, you know, I feel like a breath of fresh air. You know, we can start this month off really good. And I'm just like, you know what? It's go time. Like, it's go time. Yeah, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. A new month. It means because it felt like March just dragged on and on and on. Oh, my God. And then. Uh, <laughs> it really did. Then you're hearing all these news, different reports and stuff about some places got the coronavirus. I'm like, everywhere mm-hmm. you turn, they talking about the damn coronavirus. It was just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> exactly yeah now you know the name of this podcast is look at talk so what's your favorite look at the drink actually i love a good mimosa i know that may sound like mimosa and then patron i love patron you the second lady that liked tequila because the lady on on episode i think it was episode 89 out of texas she was like she loved her good tequila and she said she said tequila is one of those lookers if you have the right brand you can just drink it straight. You don't need no chaser. Oh, definitely. Like, Patron, if you give me a chill lime on the side, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'd rather take my liquor straight, though. But... That's real. That's real. I, well, I'm personally, I have my moments where I need to go ahead and throw this back. But then some moments. Now, if, I, if I'm if i doing shows, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sipping a little, I'm saying, because you don't want to get too crazy. So how has your podcast developed how, how has your podcast helped develop your journey as a black creative? How have you embraced being a black creative? Um, I really, really embraced it because our community is growing so much. We're so supportive of each other. And the fact that we can see a lot of more black creatives coming together, I love it here. All right. <laughs> I really, really do. And, you know, you have those moments, you know, some people don't want to support and that's okay. But, you know, as far as the community, it's great. Like, I don't really, I feel like people are so, like, warming and welcome. At first, I was a little bit scared to dabble into it, but um, it's been great. And then after I started my podcast, I then started my online women's clothing boutique. 
it also goes hand in hand with mental health as far as your self-confidence and so it's been great like I really really enjoy it and hopefully I don't know have you heard of this podcast convention in uh the pod fest Yes, I like. I was on another podcast called Girl By, and she was talking about it on one of my friends. But I never really heard about it, so I'm really interested in getting more into the community See, as far as like, now. Honestly, that's not the only one because I hear there's one in New York, and I hear there's one in in, in um, really? North Carolina. I was supposed to be going to Podfest, but unfortunately, I started a new job around yeah. that time, and you oh. know how new jobs are they don't want you going nowhere for the first yes. 90 days so it's like <laughs> I couldn't right. really go so I, I I wanted to be a podfest trust me because it, it's nothing like networking and it's not like having everybody that's a podcaster that's there because you can learn something from each and every individual so correct right yeah so, exactly but I don't know how the events now are going to yeah go. that's that's why I was wondering too because I've seen events in other states so I was like hey I need to maybe maybe book a trip there and go but now I'm like I don't know this coronavirus mm-hmm. <laughs> and with them not knowing <laughs> right. how much time is going to be I'm like damn I'm yes. seeing Essence Festival have been canceled I'm like fuck I want yes oh I want gosh. to go to Essence Festival this year. I'm like damn that is just yeah, I was gonna go to, and I was gonna go to the one, the one you're talking about about in New York, yeah. the creative. Uh, I forgot. To, I was gonna go to that too, but I had to get my ticket. Yeah. Back as far as my plane ticket. Yeah. See, I'm glad I didn't book anything because I was planning. I think that was one in Los Angeles as well. I said, but now I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen now with all this damn coronavirus going on. Have you been to like one of those events? I've before? never been to one of those events, but I've been to like a lot of networking events. And I've also, I know here in Florida, they yeah. have something called the Florida Podcasters Association. I've been to a couple of their, yeah, I've been to oh. some of their meetings and um, they're very informative. They're very like networking and um, help you put you on different ways, tools about podcasting and YouTube and blogging and all that stuff. So I've been to. See, that's what's Yeah, up. so. Like, like I. Because in Huntsville, they don't do... It's really, really hard to find people who are, like, first off, genuine about their networking. You know, you have your clicks and stuff. Because Huntsville is so small, it's so, like, if you don't know me, then... If you don't know them, then you just don't know them type thing. But, like, I always travel to Atlanta and stuff to network for Wu Chow and Muffin Couture. So, I was like, maybe I should move to Atlanta, but... That yes, traffic. that traffic. That traffic is what kept me in Florida because <laughs> I, I I came close after graduation to think about moving to Atlanta, but I was like, nah. Even though traffic here in Tampa, Florida yeah. is pretty bad too. But at, oh, I love oh, yeah. Tampa. I love Tampa. Like I went last year. Wait, last year? Yeah, I went last year, and I did yoga on the beach. I did the little scooter thing, but. I ended up breaking one. We ain't gonna talk about that, <laughs> but <laughs> breaking one. So I ended up had a ride on my fiance's, um, and we just rolled around together. I love Tampa. Like y'all have some really dope. Yes, spots. yes, we do. We have a lot of dope spots that are being shut down because this damn coronavirus. Oh yeah, so that sucks. A lot of people are doing the curbside. Yeah, though. Yeah, it's just, it's just not the same though. It's not the it's not the it's same not. though. It's the really chilling not. in the restaurant, having conversation. It, it's just not the same. And um and sometimes the food be fresher when it's when you're sitting down somewhere. Oh, so I, that's speaking true. of restaurants, what's that's some true. spots to hit in Huntsville? Nice. 
whole Huntsville, good old Huntsville. Hmm. So I just became vegan or vegetarian. Um, so it's not a lot of those, but as far as like all around where you where you would get everything, you have to hit up mangoes. It's so good. It's a Jamaican mm-hmm. spot or Caribbean spot. It's so good. Mangoes. Um, what else do we have here that's different? Because we have like a lot of chains now. We're about to just get a cheesecake factory. Like we're just <laughs> now about to get a cheesecake factory. We just got a Twin Peaks. But um, if I could really recommend one restaurant that you would need to try in Huntsville is Mangoes. They're really, really okay, good. Okay, cool. Now, another Alabama restaurant, because I knew so many people from FAMU that went to um, that are from Alabama, they always talk about Raisin Cane's. Is it worth the hype? Mm. I remember, where was that at? Not in Huntsville. It has to probably be in Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay, okay. What is yeah, it? It's like a chicken finger spot. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of that. We don't got that. We're so small. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't have damn, that. Damn, damn. Um, I didn't realize Huntsville was that small. But like, <laughs> pretty much. it's not like little country bumpkin. We're we're coming around. We just got a Dave and Buster's and stuff like that. So Huntsville is on the come up as far as like the nightlife scene or like not just people because people who live in Huntsville they either retired or they had families. But now Huntsville is starting to get hip to where like you know we have a young adults here who actually want to do stuff. You know, so they're bringing a lot more stuff to Huntsville. So. Hey, that's good and now it's starting to come up a little bit because Huntsville honestly it sounds like Tallahassee because you know Tallahassee is a college town but outside yes, of the colleges yeah. ain't nothing much to tell um to um Tallahassee so that's what that that's, that's Huntsville. what Huntsville that's what Huntsville <laughs> sounds like so t- now what HBCU in Alabama you go hard for Alabama State Alabama A&M or Tuskegee I'm gonna have to go with Alabama AM. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Cause it's right, it's home. My mom works for them, so I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't go to either one. I ended up going to I don't know if you heard of Oakwood University. It's like a little it's it's HBCU. Let me not say little. It's a HBCU, but it's uh I'm Seventh day Adventist, so it's like one of those type of colleges, but everybody goes there pretty much, so they don't discriminate. Okay, one time for Oakwood, Oakwood in the house, one time, one time for them, you know what I'm saying? So, so what you look forward to the most about 2020 once we get done with this coronavirus regarding with your podcast and your business? Oh, Lord, I definitely am looking forward to networking. Um, now that I am in a great space as far as like um, trying to overcome everything. I'm definitely going to do a lot more networking. Hopefully, I can get you on. Oh, it's already done. It's already. Just let me know when. I got you. (laughs) Already know. I got you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, I'm really looking to expand it over to. I'm trying to get it over to YouTube, see how that looks out so I can have two different platforms. Um, So, I'm really looking to start some new things, even though I don't want the coronavirus to hold us down. So, we still need to start preparing. You know, for what we got going on, even if we had to start from August, you know, it just is. Yes, I'm I'm with it. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? I just have to live it all out in the last six months. You know what I'm saying? Just have to do it big during that last six months because the coronavirus has truly taken over these last couple of months. It's sad that it is, but hey, ain't much we can do. But I really do. 
Exactly. But I really do feel like um, after everything is over, I feel like everybody is just about to go harder. And not only harder, but be more grateful of everything. Like, we actually have been forced to sit down and reflect over our lives, spend time with people who we have not spent time with, and just sit down. Like, so many of us are on GOMO all the time that we, we never really have the chance to sit down and to appreciate what we have. Because I know for me, I do. Like, I still have a job. I still have a roof over my head. Some people lost their lives and their jobs. And just to be so grateful coming out of this, I feel like we're all going to be better better human beings than we're Yes, doing. I definitely agree because we, we, we truly take for granted the ability to go to work as UPLEs or just, and also mm-hmm. we take it for granted of the people that work at the grocery stores, the truckers, the people that yes. work in the hospitals. We really mm-hmm. take them for granted because they're the ones going hardest for us right now. It ain't the billionaires yes, that, that we give praise to, that all the people on IG we give praise to. It's them that are really going hard for us. So we really got to show them a lot more love and respect. Right, exactly. I feel like they all need bonuses. They all need raises. Like, I know my sister, she works for a bank, and they just got a bonus. So I was like, good, because y'all deserve that. Y'all still have to cater to people every single day. Like, even though it's not um, medical-wise, but you're essential. You still have to be open. But after this, I feel like everybody's going to be outside. Um, all the bartenders, waiters, y'all going to get y'all money back three yes, times. Yes, they are. Yes, they <laughs> so are. people are going to go crazy. going to get their shit, too, because it's yes. crazy. Do you see these, yeah. what do you think these Instagram <laughs> yeah. live videos of the DJs going at it, the artists? I'm oh like, oh my goodness. Yes. Listen, it be lit on there. It really do be lit. And I was actually in one. Uh, my friend reposted one on, on Saturday night. And he was like, I thought it was cool because he was like, cash out him a dollar for support, whatever, whatever. But people were in the comments, like, as if they were really in the club. It was so freaking funny one guy was like uh man i gotta hurry up my girl is almost coming back from the bathroom uh keep twerking girl like it was crazy it was so funny it was so funny but i I appreciate everyone's hustle doing stuff virtually now and making a way for themselves i can definitely yes i appreciate it as well i even appreciate the ones that go crazy on either labusi's um VIG live. Oh my or God. I, I saw one live that had me going, that had me like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? So, what happened on this live was, I guess the chick was twerking and some had fireworks, playing with the fireworks. And while the grandmama and the child were in the room, I'm like, what the hell? Oh my gosh. They getting crazy. Look, this coronavirus got people just on the edge. They don't care what they do as long as they get seen and they're it, doing it. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. It's just, it's crazy. So, yeah. Go so, ahead. let me ask you this. Do you feel like, I know um, it's been a little buzz going around or whatever for a little Boosie to have his own reality show. Are you watching? I might have to watch if ain't nothing else on. If it's something. If it's something I could binge watch, I'll probably watch it because I, I, I may yeah. watch. I may give it a shout out. I said, I said that's giving me flavor flay vibes. Like if he was to do that, I feel like it would be really, really similar to the flavor. Yeah, flavor. but I don't see. I, I can't like, see Labusi kissing fifty different women on shows like that. You know, 
Oh, uh, yeah. I, I not beside, that, yeah. Besides, besides that Besides that part. But I, yeah, I, I do see him going exactly. crazy. Like, show me this. Show me this. I'm like, okay, man. You, you <laughs> that bored that you got to do that. So tell me this, though. Um, what's something about podcasting you wish you would have knew before you got started in it? Um, technology. I really didn't think about the technology side of it. And I really feel like I really just learned as as I was going. But if I would have knew more technology wise, I feel like my first podcast would have not sounded like how it did the first six episodes. But definitely and like more so like being a creative on spot. I've definitely, definitely learned that like I didn't really know how deep it was going to go. But I'm yes, I'm. It. I definitely agree with you. Guys. I definitely enjoy that ride. You know, I'm saying I totally feel you on the technology side, and also it's always the your, the ones you feel like aren't the best. Them the ones people tune into the most. I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy. Yes, exactly. So like my first six ones are my most viewers ones that I have but right when I started to do outros and stuff like that it was just like people did I guess people are more adapted to authenticity like you being real you talking and stuff like that but people are really to be honest I didn't listen to podcasts before when I started I just I just knew I had something to say and I felt like the only way for me to talk about it was that. I, I, to- I totally agree with you on that. Only thing is, I did listen to a few podcasts, and I was like, damn, I could do this. Shit, instead of me doing these damn Snapchat videos every night, I let me let me, just, right? let me dabble in this world of podcasting. <laughs> so on your last episode, when you talked about the birthdays and stuff, I can totally relate. It's like, mm-hmm. so how does one celebrate their birthday even though they get depressed about, the, about their birthday? and see it's crazy because that's what I struggle with and I think that's where it starts to become a little rocky for me because so this birthday that I had um, I was talking about how I didn't want to celebrate it but my boyfriend surprised me with my LA trip and so you know I was this was my first birthday I was hyped about and I haven't been hyped about my birthday since 2017 because um, in my birthday in 2018, my father was actually in the hospital passing. So like that whole week of my birthday. Oh my goodness. And stuff like that. Yeah. So like it gets a little bit more deeper. Like he was, so basically he was sick from January to March. But that last week when he came home one week, I was his caretaker for one week. And then he just went downhill so from like March 11th to the 13th, he was placed in hospice on March 11th. We really thought, I really thought he was going to pass on my birthday, but um, he was, he was like on a ventilator. He could still hear us and stuff like that. But then on March 14th is when he just like, he passed. So it's, it gets rocky because the week of my birthday leading up to, it was nothing but that. So I try not to do stuff for my birthday. People think when I say, oh, I don't want to do anything for my birthday, it's not me being down about it, but I just don't want a disappointment around my birthday, if that makes sense. So since LA was canceled and I was disappointed, I was like, fuck, that's why I didn't want to do shit. <laughs> now, honestly, <laughs> I can tell you about that on that birthdays because it's like, for me, it's just ever since, I would say ever since I graduated college, it's just I haven't really done nothing 
Now this year, I'm hoping this coronavirus mess is over with. So, and I'm hoping it. Uh, well, my birthday? birthday is December fifth, and I'm gonna be bringing in thirty. So I'm like, I need to go somewhere international. Oh, it better be over. Yes, if it's not over, yes. we're gonna have to turn up. <laughs> it's a thirty. Yeah, I have to because last year, last year and the previous years, I ain't do nothing. So I definitely feel like, and plus, I was getting to found myself getting depressed on my birthdays, but. This is where I will say I'm blessed mm-hmm. to have some of the friends I do have because some of them they'll check in and be like, "Hey, you shouldn't be feeling like this. You got another year of life." But sometimes I, I felt like the reason I do admit I got depressed on birthday because I just felt like I'm not where I should be. You know, I feel like I should be further along yeah, than I where that. I am. But then people tell me everything's you're at the right place at the right time, which sometimes I find that hard to believe, but maybe it is. I feel you on both sides. I do feel like timing is everything. And one thing that my counselor told me, um, first off, every year around my birthday, I have to have a counseling session, like either the week or the week of, the week before or the week of. But she was just like, you know, how are you doing any justice as far as like, you might as well be dead too if you're not living. But I'm always just focused on my dad dying and stuff like that. But you're not living either. And that really hit me. I was just like, dang. I really do need to, even in the month of March when it comes around, I still need to live my life. And it's so hard to say that because, you know, when you're still missing someone and all that stuff, it's hard to to go about that because you feel like, um, I don't know the word for it. Like, I feel like I'm not worthy. Like, because he's not living, I feel like I shouldn't do anything on my birthday or the day after because it was his passing. But I have to, that's something me personally that I have to, you know. Yeah, that's something you feel like that's something you just need to work through and it's like with time. Right, yeah. Everyone says with time it gets easier. It doesn't get or it becomes more culpable, pretty much. Um, Looking forward to that day. I definitely feel you on that, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know by now, you have reached minute 49 of Look at Talk. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give us some feedback and follow us on Instagram at Look at Talk Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow the Woo Child Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast too because this lady is putting in some work, y'all. Listen, I'm trying out here. Listen, listen. You, I see it. You, you're very inspiring, very motivating, and you know what I'm saying. So tell me this: if you could start a charity for something, what would it be? Oh, period. Mental health. I'm there. So. Actually, Tihari P. Henson, she actually has a few weeks. Wait, February, I did a little fundraiser for her. Uh, foundation. Basically, it's a specific foundation for Black African Americans who struggle with mental health. And so I definitely would want to start a foundation surrounded by mental health, but also um, start a foundation for people who don't have anywhere to go. And when I say that, it's like people who who don't have the benefit of health care. So because I'm really passionate about that, I would love to start my own nursing home one day or facility for people who don't have the best of health care. Because when my dad was in the state that he was in, we couldn't, he was, he's, he was from Bermuda, so he wasn't a citizen in the U.S., so that's already, you know, hard for itself, but it was really hard for him to get into, like, rehab facilities and stuff like that due to, one, lack of financial funds, because those things are expensive, 
but also because of how the healthcare system is set up for um for immigrants. So I definitely want to create my um a foundation for rehab habilitation for people who who need it and that aren't in a financial state. Hey, that's real. That's definitely real. We definitely need help with that because you get a lot of immigrants coming over to America to part their healthcare because all those other countries they got free healthcare, but they don't really get the job done. They want to come to America because they know right. America is going to get the job done. So now tell me this: What is some advice do you would give to somebody? Who's wanting to start their journey as being a black creative and being a podcaster? I would say just go for it. Don't even think twice about it. Like use what you have and you'll continue to grow from it. Like before I didn't have this setup. I didn't have the microphone that I have now with a sound box and all this stuff, or even the following, you know, and stuff like that. I'm I've only had 200, but those 200 are like hella active with me like they're like super in tune with things that I'm talking about and doing and we're in the comments supporting each other so whatever you you want to do in your passion go through with it follow it you know like you everyone has to start somewhere and that's one thing that I'm still learning as far as like we all had to start somewhere like at ground zero but we will eventually get there because if we put in the work the consistency and just really believe in ourselves we'll get there yes indeed we will definitely get there that is so real now we gotta jump back to black businesses since you're a business owner yourself where do you see other ladies um where do you see people that have boutiques where do they usually fail what do they? Like, what do you mean? Why, like, as far why do you as feel like, like they're not successful because there's a whole bunch of boutiques. Why do? You, oh, yeah. where they fail. Uh, well, one lack of consistency, which is the category that I'm in. <laughs> uh, but that's why in my podcast, <laughs> but that's why in my podcast, I really do try to talk about girl bosses being mentally stable while owning a business because if you're not and you're like surrounded by all this competition and you're also struggling with your mental health, you know, it's either the business or you at that point, you know, but if we can work with it together, that's why everything for my BC goes hand in hand as far as mental health. I want to cater to ladies who, who want to walk in the room and own their confidence. Um, but I do feel like they fail because we we're so big on looking at what other people are doing that we don't even focus on what we're doing. And then it starts to become somebody else's dream because you're looking at Fashion Nova and you down here and Fashion Nova's up there. Not to say that you can't get up there, but you start focused on what somebody else is doing that you start to lose your creative side for and your vision that you have for your own boutique. So I think that's where we get lost as far as competition and who's doing what and what are they selling and why I'm not getting these sales. But if we would just focus and make our brand better or rebranding or whatever we have to do, I feel like we'll be more, a lot more successful as far as that's real. Men. Now, why should brothers now, why should um, black men support your own um, boutique and how we support is telling our girl to go or telling women we're close to, to go support this boutique. <laughs> So you know what's funny? So my my fiance, he'll repost me sometimes, but a lot of times he supports me in the background. He's financially helping me or, you know, helping with, with certain ideas. But as far as I actually have a best friend who's a male who has yet to repost my stuff or say anything. And I feel like as black men, 
you can still support black women like as far as like what they're doing it's not saying that you're gay because you're reposting this or whatever and no offense to anyone who is gay or anything you know we don't discriminate but it doesn't make you less of a man to to extend the hand you know to help to help someone else or whatever so i feel like black men we can tell you know like your friends your girlfriends or whatever or you know share the post or if someone's having a sale or whatnot but i know in the black community sometimes we don't get that from each other you know it's i'm gonna do this i'm gonna pick this person it's like really picky who we're trying yes, to yes, that that is but. a sad stigmatism that I just hope that it changes within the next year. I hope our generation changes it because you see other communities of yes. people, no matter what, there you see them out there standing by each other, neck and neck, and supporting each other. And I really do hope that's something us mm-hmm. black folks need to come together and realize. And just it's better to support each other coming up than to just be in competition with each other every moment of the day. Right, exactly. And I actually have a friend. So I was in this little boutique startup thing with a person who was who's a celebrity. I'm not gonna say their name or whatever, because whatever. Um, but we had got into a little altercation, but that's not here or there. But I became friends with one of the girls who were trying to start a boutique as well. And I repost her stuff too. Why? Because me and her um audience is not the same. Like who I'm, who I'm attracting, and who she is, tra- who's attracting her audience is not the same. But that doesn't mean that I can't support her as well. It's it's collaboration over competition. And once we start to understand that, it's it's we can all win. We there's money enough for everybody. But once we get to the point, and to be honest, when I used to really be like, oh, why is she getting that and I'm not getting it? But that was my insecurities, and that's where it comes down to. But if I'm starting to be envious of other people, to be honest, I simply unfollow them. And it's nothing personal, but it's because I need to work, one, on myself because I'm insecure as hell. And only that, I need to stay focused. Or even if they're bringing negativity and I'm not really feeling it, I unfollow them, too, because we have to really stay focused and surrounded by nothing but positivity. Now, everyone's not perfect, you know. We're not always going to be 100% positive, but we can all change. Like, we can all collaborate. There's nothing Yeah, that's that, definitely so. real. At least you be honest with yourself. Um, not a lot of people are honest right. with themselves. So, now, what can men get from listening to your podcast? Now, men, I truly, when he was on my podcast, I had my fiance on the podcast. Um, and we we're before we were talking about um, faith and just basically, honestly, I want to get to the point where I have men on my podcast as well, talking about their mental health and how they survive and stay afloat, especially our black men. How do you survive and stay afloat in this world being a black man? Like, we y'all have so much on y'all's shoulders. And I think a lot of women, we don't really realize that, but y'all keep it so in to yourselves. Like y'all don't really talk about it. And I really want to get to the point where there is a platform for men to talk to. Hey, that's to. real. That's definitely real so. because us men, we do definitely need that. Now, I do appreciate you as a black woman that's seeing that because it's it's rare in between that y'all see that. I'm just saying it's a rare sight to see a black yeah, woman that can definitely. recognize that this shit ain't right. Now, <laughs> it's not. It's not. And that's why I tell him all the time, like, hey, let's get on. He's supposed to be on, on my next podcast, but we'll see. But he, um, 
But I was like, hey, like, even if you start from my platform, you know, I try not to push him as much because I don't want him, I don't want my dream to be his, you know, I want you to be passionate about whatever. But I really, really do feel like as black women, we need to support our black men as well and understand that there is a need for them as well. It's not just about, it's not all. I'm glad you recognize that. Now, lastly, at the end of the day, why do people need to subscribe and tune in to the Wu Child podcast? Because why not? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely follow me because um, I'm just an open book. And it's not to say I put my business out there, but I'm very, very transparent. Like you hear me now, I, I'm real. Like it's just, it's what it is. And I don't sugarcoat things. If you need me, I'm here. And I just really like my platform to just be more open about mental health and understanding that it's okay not to be okay and we can be transparent in all ways. Hey, that's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Look at Talk. I do want to thank my guest today, Ms. D. Marie, for coming on, talking about the Wu Child Podcast. Yes, and also, thank you. And thank you for thank being you open so about your, your trauma, your story. Thank you for being so open about that because you some people, they just they're like a closed book, so I really do appreciate you opening up about that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I really do appreciate it. Whenever you're ready for of me course. to come on your podcast, I'm only you just gotta let me know. I'm I'm a DM. I'm, Period, I'm a DM away. Will. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this Period. has been the Look at Talk podcast. This has been the exclusive round. Until you get another round of Look at Talk, pull that look up and have a blessed evening. <laughs>